0: In Learning Objective 19.5, we're going to calculate the tax consequences that apply to the parties to a complete liquidation of a corporation. Non-corporate shareholders receiving a distribution in complete liquidation of their corporate interest recognize gain and usually loss in the exchange. Tax deferral is extended to corporate shareholders owning 80% or more of the liquidating corporation. The liquidating corporation recognizes gain and usually loss on the distribution of property to those shareholders who are taxable on the distribution. Note, the liquidating corporation cannot deduct losses on property distributed in three situations. First, the lost property is distributed to a related person and is non-pro rata. Two, the lost property was contributed to the corporation in a 351 transaction and the principal purpose of that contribution was tax avoidance and the third is one of the persons receiving the liquidating distribution was not taxable on the distribution that is a eighty percent or more corporate shareholder. Now the liquidating corporation doesn't recognize gain or loss on the distribution of property to a corporate shareholder that is not taxable on the distribution. The tax basis of each asset received by the shareholder in a taxable complete liquidation is going to equal the asset's fair market value on the date of distribution. The tax basis of each asset received by an 80% or more corporate shareholder in a tax-deferred complete liquidation carries over from that liquidating corporation. Let's conclude this learning objective 19.5 with questions 52, A, B, C, D from the textbook. Let's uh, provide some background to the problem. We've got Shauna and Danielle, and they're deciding to liquidate their jointly owned corporation, the Woodward Fashions Inc. After liquidating its remaining inventory and paying off its remaining liabilities, the corporation had the following tax accounting balance sheet. It had cash of $200,000. It had a building with a fair market value of 50, and a a tax-adjusted basis of $10,000. It had land with fair market value of $150,000 and a tax-adjusted basis of $90,000. So the fair market value of all assets is $400,000, and the tax-adjusted basis is $300,000. So we're looking at total appreciation of $100,000. Now, under the terms of the liquidating agreement, Shauna is going to receive $200,000 cash in exchange for her 50% interest in the corporation, and her basis in the stock is $50,000. And Danielle, the other shareholder, is going to receive the building and the land in exchange for her 50% interest, and her tax basis in the stock is $100,000. And I'd like to assume for purposes of this problem that the cash available to distribute to the shareholders has been reduced by any tax paid by the corporation on the gain recognized as a result of this liquidation we have four questions the first is question a what amount of gain or loss does the corporation recognize in the complete liquidation here the corporation is going to have a taxable transaction and is going to recognize gain of forty thousand dollars on the transfer of the building and gain of 60,000 on the transfer of the land. Question B, what amount of gain or loss does Shauna recognize in complete liquidation? Well here, Shauna recognizes gain of 150,000 on the transfer of stock, the difference between 200,000 and 50,000. What about Danielle? We want to know what's the amount of gain or loss that she's recognizing? Here, she's going to recognize gain of $100,000 on the transfer of her stock, the difference between $200,000 and $100,000. And at D, we'd like to know what's going to be Danielle's tax basis in the building and the land after the complete liquidation. And here, Danielle's tax basis is going to equal the fair market value of the assets she receives, $50,000 for the building and $150,000 for the land. This concludes Chapter 19. In Learning Objective 19.5, we're going to calculate the tax consequences that apply to the parties to a complete liquidation of a corporation. non shareholders receiving a distribution in complete liquidation of their corporate interest recognize gain and usually loss in the exchange. Tax deferral is extended to corporate shareholders owning eighty percent or more of the liquidating corporation. The liquidating corporation recognizes gain and usually loss on the distribution of property to those shareholders who are taxable on the distribution. Note, the liquidating corporation cannot deduct losses on property distributed in three situations. First, the lost property is distributed to a related person and is non-pro rata. lost property was contributed to the corporation in a 351 transaction and the principal purpose of that contribution was tax avoidance and the third is one of the persons receiving the liquidating distribution was not taxable on the distribution that is a eighty percent or more corporate shareholder now the liquidating corporation doesn't recognize gain or loss on the distribution of property to a corporate shareholder That is not taxable on the distribution. The tax basis of each asset received by the shareholder in a taxable complete liquidation is going to equal the asset's fair market value on the date of distribution. The tax basis of each asset received by an 80% or more corporate shareholder in a tax deferred complete liquidation carries over from that liquidating corporation. Let's conclude this. Learning Objective, 19.5, with questions 52, A, B, C, D, from the textbook. Let's uh, provide some background to the problem. We've got Shauna and Danielle, and they're deciding to liquidate their jointly-owned corporation, the Woodward Fashions, Inc. After liquidating its remaining inventory and paying off its remaining liabilities, the corporation had the following tax accounting balance sheet. It had cash of $200,000. It had a building with a fair market value of fifty dollars and a, a tax-adjusted basis of $10,000. It had land with fair market value of $150,000 and a tax-adjusted basis of 90000 So the fair market value of all assets is $400,000 and the tax-adjusted basis is $300,000. So we're looking at total appreciation of $100,000. Now, under the terms of the liquidating agreement, Shauna is going to receive $200,000 cash in exchange for her 50% interest in the corporation, and her basis in the stock is $50,000. And Danielle, the other shareholder, is going to receive the building and the land in exchange for her 50% interest, and her tax basis in the stock is $100,000. And I'd like to assume for purposes of this problem that the cash available to distribute to the shareholders has been reduced by any tax paid by the corporation on the gain recognized as a result of this liquidation. We have four questions. The first is question A, what amount of gain or loss does the corporation recognize in the complete liquidation? Here the corporation is going to have a taxable transaction and is going to recognize gain of $40,000 on the transfer of the building and gain of $60,000 on the transfer of the land. Question B, what amount of gain or loss does Shauna recognize in complete liquidation? Well here Shauna recognizes gain of $150,000 on the transfer of stock, the difference between $200,000 and $50,000. What about Danielle? We want to know what's the amount of gain or loss that she's recognizing. Here she's going to recognize gain of $100,000 on the transfer of her stock, the difference between $200,000 and $100,000. And at D we'd like to know what's going to be Danielle's tax basis in the building and the land after the complete liquidation. And here, Danielle's tax basis is going to equal the fair market value of the assets she receives, $50,000 for the building and $150,000 for the land. This concludes Chapter 19.